Hi everyone, welcome, 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 welcome to a Tamika Michelle podcast show and what am I displaying today? What is this episode about? And again, welcome and thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast show. Today I am doing, I am getting on top of that diet. I've been slacking y'all. Me, I got to start embracing more veggies. So... Today is my day that I am trying to commit to no carbs, no carbs. For breakfast, I had chopped zucchini, mushroom, tomato juice, and I steamed it for under two minutes. Excuse me. That was my breakfast for lunch. I just had me and basically the same, not the same thing. Sorry. I had veggie chips with avocado. Avocado sauce and tomato juice, mainly tomato juice. And um, long story short, I'm so damn proud of myself. And I actually created a dessert with Oreos and peanut butter. But you know, I'm not even in the mood to snack on that. I'm really trying to get on top of it, so I'm going to save that for tonight. I know me, me and my cravings at night. So I'm trying to go according to and um. Tonight, I'm doing no carbs at all. So I have veggie chips, zucchini, mushroom, and tomato juice. And that was my lunch. So it's vegetarian, it's clean, and even my drinks is clean. I got two different drinks. I created one, made it really simple. Um, I've learned with ingredients. The first couple things that's in the ingredients, that's the main amount of stuff like let's say if you have something that have like 12 ingredients I wouldn't want that I wouldn't suggest that matter of fact if you go on Flav City if you ever watch it I like to think you are because there's a lot of us who watch it who contribute to who's a patriot um this guy is actually two guys him and his buddy they do two different diets the keto diet and the paleo diet and for me, it seems like as much as I fight it, because I love my meat, and I love my chicken, and I really do love my, my shrimp. That's like my favorite out of everything, <laughs> period. Deep fried shrimp, but I can have shrimp. I also like Bubba shrimp, you know, Bubba from Forrest Gump. Boil it, froil it. Anyway, I'll take it. <laughs> Anybody else out there love shrimp? So today I actually went to do two things that was important besides eating healthy i worked my ass off today and what i mean is i incorporated two different workouts today yes i um did 1.8 miles i'm trying to get myself ready because next month y'all there's a hundred mile challenge with supporting our veterans it's a fundraiser. So I did that back in October. I got to like maybe 90. I didn't get to 100. But I feel like if I get myself ready, I could do four miles, five miles, maybe even six miles in one day. The most I've done on the, the 100 mile challenge is to raise awareness and funds for suicide prevention for our veterans, which... I think of veterans like very brave people. 
I, I mean, I can't talk about you, but people who make a choice to serve their country, to serve for what they consider the better good, I can't help but respect them. And I would say they have a lot of courage. I can't speak for all of them, but there was a time in my life when I had an opportunity to join the Army, the Air Forces, and at the last minute, I chickened out. I was in JROTC. For those who don't know what JROTC is, it's a program in high school many years ago. I think they still have it around, but I have no idea how's it going now with everybody staying home with COVID and the pandemic. So today I'm talking about a variety of things, but I'm really talking about me choosing to get on top of my game today. So when I was working out, oh, who's the two, the two things that, so I did 1.8 miles. Um, but earlier this morning, I did a 15-minute Betty Rocker. Um, that's her name. Well, I like to think that's like a stage name, Betty Rocker. But it's like an awesome name to me. Like, I'm going to tell you something. If I'm going to listen to a, a guru, their way of living has to be a healthy result that I want. I see she's trim, not bony. Okay. I ain't saying she as big as me. Not that I want anybody to be as big as me. Man, I'm not the biggest woman in the world either. You know, I'm telling myself, don't be so hard on you. Because there was a time in my life where Tamika was an eight. You know, the single digits. Now I am in my, I am a 20. Good God. But <laughs> I tell myself, stop being so mean to yourself. And then I had to find my own rhythm and find my own pace. And don't beat yourself up about it. If you're going after your health, look. Do not, you ain't doing nobody no good by beating yourself up. Because I do it all the damn time. I do it because I get mad. I get mad at so many things. I get mad at the pain that I'm experiencing. I get mad at how my body is like, I feel like my body is fighting me. If that makes any good sense to you. So really today I'm talking about healthy living and different resources that you can try to plug into. And getting on top of your diet. So maybe I should call this podcast Getting on Top of Your Diet. The overall objective is health. It's not me trying to be a size zero. Nope. Nope. No, I ain't doing that to myself. I mean, I like my curves. But anyways, I'm just saying. Regardless if your curves is big or little, you should love it. So Betty Rocker's today workout, because she has a 30-day challenge that is completely free that I'm going to look her up a little bit more because I think she may be military because she is so in shape. Like, she took me back to when I used to do physical training, you know, PT. And um, they they were very um, consistent about working out. And, like, it's a lot of, I wouldn't say the word strain, but, like, you work your body. You know how to work your body. So, she, to me, she works out like a person that's ex-military. So, um, just an opinion. I mean, anybody else out there know somebody's an, an ex-military person? When they work out, they work hard, you know? So, I caught myself doing things I ain't did in years. Like, <sighs> I admit it, and I'm part of me feel embarrassed because I used to do it all the time when I was a size, like I said, single digits. Um, yeah, I used to do the way we did a jump rope, not jump rope, I'm sorry, the, the um, jumping jacks. 
one thing also I like about her workouts is most of her workouts, majority of it, there's no, actually there's absolutely no equipment required. Just 15 minutes of your time. And she sent them to your emails. And her name is Betty Rocker. So you could like type on your search bar on Facebook. You'll find it because she has a Facebook group. She has a podcast that she does. And I've even, I've even invested in um, a cookbook that she has that's uh, it's just helping me combine something I'm already, already doing, which is um, the keto-friendly type of diet, low-carb. So today, it is a no-carb day. So I really originally want to call this podcast show No-Carb Day. But, like, most people don't want to hear that shit. Okay, maybe I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, because I love potatoes. And we, what we know that potatoes are carbs. I'm not saying never eat carbs again. I'm just saying pick a day. So, today's my day. Today, I desire to go after my goals officially. And, as I get off this podcast show, my next goal is very, I say it's simple. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> so, I did my 15-minute workout with Betty Rocker this morning. And, um, with her live video. Well, I say it's live, but like, it, like I said, it's obviously pre-recorded, but um, she was outside and she did her thing. And there were plenty of times I wanted to quit because I've been doing this for 10 days now so far as the workouts. Well, I ain't did it every day. That'd be a damn lie. I skip a day. And so t- today is the day I'm going to make myself take a nap. I'm going to go for a two-hour nap, if possible, because I don't do that like... I don't make that a part of my regimen, but according to what I understand about rebuilding your muscles and getting strength and everything else, it's kind of required to help you heal better, get stronger, and less stressful, and be more of a, of a this happier person. Like, can I ask you a question? I'm drinking my coconut, coconut water with Gatorade. Now, um... No soda either for today. I told myself, this is the day you're going to be on top of your diet. Now, tomorrow, I think, is Christmas Eve. Am I looking at the dates right? I think you hate Christmas Eve tomorrow. And so, am I going to want to eat some snacks? Of course I am. So, I know tonight I'm going to have Oreos and peanut butter. I got two Oreo cookies, smash it up like a crust. You know, I'm, I used to go to culinary school, so... I find myself doing like things to create crusts or different ingredients or gourmet dishes because I really know how to cook my ass off. I don't tell people, especially a guy who calls himself liking me because like he'll have me in the kitchen all the time. Nope, you ain't gonna make this shit no chore for me. Mm-mm. So I actually did that. I took some two Oreo cookies and I did it piece by piece, real small, and I mixed it down. Now I put some peanut butter on top, one spoon of peanut butter. And I added some coconut water to it on top of the peanut butter and it drained down, drizzled down to the, um, to the crust that I basically created with the two Oreo cookies, smash them really small, smash them and pile them at the bottom of the, of the bowl. So I basically have a peanut butter Oreo cream, um, <laughs> dessert, but I'm literally not in the mood to have no junk in my system. I told you what I had for breakfast, right? I just got through eating and drinking my um, healthy, clean, 
Like sometimes I don't know what the hell clean mean, but but yes. Yeah, so y'all, I want y'all to take care of yourself. I know some of y'all may or may not celebrate Christmas. This time of year they have some every damn thing, right? So like today, I'm doing no carbs. And I'm getting ready for tomorrow, so I have to tell my brain to control herself. Cause I have all, I got chocolate in here, I got cookies in here, I got um, Oreo cookies, I have um, oatmeal raisin cookies, I have really good chocolate in here. And I also have non-dairy ice cream. Uh, it's almond based, plant based. Um, that's a part of my dessert. I'm gonna have raisin cookies with plant based almond cookie dough ice cream it's the non-dairy so um do a company i think it's called so 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 something like that so the thing i like about amazon because yeah that's where i got it from is that you can buy stuff on amazon that you are not going to find your local grocery store but i noticed across the street now, I live in Collingswood, so for my Collingswood, Hatton, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know where CVS is at? Well, they have a plant-based hamburger patties. I was tempted to get some. Don't know if they agree with my system, because the last plant-based hamburger I had that I bought from Amazon was not keto-friendly. I wasn't really aware of that. I just seen this plant base and I ate it. And it tasted yummy, you know what I'm saying? But I noticed I literally got like the bubble guts. And once I got rid of that, I got, I had no more problems. So I figured that was the problem. Um, I'm trying all this new stuff because I want a new life. I want a better life. And I want to take care of me better than I ever took care of me. And if you love yourself, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in the future and in here and now, I would advise you to take care of yourself. So today is, I'm calling it Get On Top Of My Diet podcast show. And I thank you for coming. So if you have any suggestions about what else I can do to help myself, um, well, I'm willing to listen to, you know, advice, wise counsel. I invite that, sure. You're welcome to share this podcast with other people. Um, I don't know about you, but like, if you get an opportunity to do your life better, it's sort of like a restart button, okay? If you get that opportunity, then you should really take advantage of it because most people don't get it. Or when they get it, they don't recognize it. You know, like, okay, I was divorced five, I got divorced five years ago. And um, that fool still tried to contact me. <laughs> yeah, I blocked him on Messenger. The point I'm making is very simple. It was an abusive relationship and it broke me down financially, mentally, emotionally, on so many levels. I was so mad as hell, angry, like on fire, just going to hell off on people. I was real bad. I had to pray about it because I see I was losing myself. I was going insane being mad at this person, you know, being hurt and carrying that shit with me. It, unfortunately, it, it produced it anger. I mean, like off the hinges, zero to 100. I went through a stage where I was literally attacking people, 
attacking men specifically. Not that I don't like men. Oh, I love men. I just don't like men who play games with women. And I like men who think it's openly okay to abuse a woman or attack her. I've dealt with that for two years with my ex-husband. So any guy who can't me the wrong way got to feel me in a way that I wasn't used to letting people know how I feel. And it wasn't really fair to me because if I kept going, my fear in the back of my head, common sense started talking to me and said, girl, you keep doing this, you gonna meet your match, baby, and they gonna whoop your ass. Remember, these are men you're attacking. These are not, you know, somebody who's, they're stronger than you, physically speaking. Um, according to the research that I've done, and you probably have too, I think it's 20 or 30% of a difference in strength. So they have the advantage. So, yeah, so because I didn't want to wind up in jail or let, some, let my anger take me to places where I'm a peaceful, loving person, you know, so God do what's best for you. So I didn't look back then because I was too busy being angry and consumed by it. I didn't see it as an opportunity to take better care of myself. Once I start praying about it and told God what, what I was doing, there wasn't right and confessing and admitting and asking him to help me. He guided me along the path and I became back in control of me. And when I became back in control of me, um, gaining my power back, then it was like I was getting back to myself. And these five years has been so significantly great. Today, I actually, I just got through shipping off a girlfriend's, um, art pieces. I sell art mugs, coffee mugs. And she was really excited about it. And she's an artist herself. Okay, so it's such, not only is she a girlfriend that I grew up with, we know just this middle school. I have an Etsy account called Mika's Photos. And Mika's Photos works. Sorry, Mika's, M-I-K-A-S, Photos with an S, works, W-O-R, K S. So Mika's photos works. Look up my Etsy account. You'll see for yourself what type of talent that you're working with. I'm also putting something new on there, and I invite you to come. So and take a view and of the display and everything, and be on the lookout for my different slideshows that I do. I do different slideshows, and I send them on Messenger to my supporters. I like to believe if you listen to me, you're one of my supporters. So thank you for coming and thank you so much for being a part of this podcast show. Without you, this could not happen. By the way, this podcast, y'all are amazing. I just want to tell you that because when I started doing this podcast show, I'm going to tell you what got me into doing podcasts and showing. Honestly, besides the fact that a lot of us are stuck home. Okay, that was me. I was utilizing my time. I'm constantly on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, I'm on it. So, it required me to look within myself and my talents. I don't think, I wish that was one of my gifts. Sometimes I say that, but like, maybe I don't know what I'm saying. Because like, everything ain't for everybody. Regardless how bad we want it, you know? So, um, honestly, New York... The New Yorker, everybody I heard about the New Yorker, well, they had a deal. I don't know if they have the deal anymore, but it was for six months, 
six dollars. I couldn't. That was an offer I couldn't refuse. Six months of New Yorker for six dollars. I, I jumped at that. Hold up. We didn't hear the, the good part. The good part also is you get a tote bag with that six dollars you just paid out of your debit account. Okay. Um, I think I paid for six months of it. So. The point I'm making, I got me a tote bag, I got me a New Yorker that's very interesting, so I started paying attention to the podcast shows. And they have all these famous people on there. Um, Will Ferrell, very funny. Um, I don't know if you like Will Ferrell, but I do. So, I'm such a goofball. Um, Bette Mittler, you know, she played in Beaches, and she has a giant profile as an actress, as a singer, as an entertainer. Um, I'm just trying to think of names right now. I am not really good with names. Okay. Now, I'm, a, I'm trying to give you the person's name, but it's not coming to my mouth. The person has dark hair. Um, she's, I believe she's either Jewish, but she's dark hair. So I would say she's, she's Jewish, dark hair, curly hair. And um, I think she's Jewish. I could be completely wrong. She's on, she was on Seinfeld. She did a podcast show as well. Um, trying to think who else. She was the only female in the, for those who ever did Seinfeld. Come on. Well, let me be the only one who know who Cassandra is and everything. <laughs> um, I like to think I wasn't the only one in the 90s watching that. Okay. So, I mean, they made a lot. And I mean, a lot of money um, doing that show. You know, they used to joke and say it's about nothing, you know. But it's funny. So, she was the only female out of the cast. So, uh, yeah, she did a podcast show. And not just me enjoying the New Yorker. Check one, check two. I'm enjoying you. Check one, check two. You can leave your voicemail on this podcast show. Check one, check two. Don't you know you can become a subscriber? Yes, you can. Yes, I will gladly accept any dollar amount in supporting this podcast show. If you feel a need or a desire to do so and support me in that way, sure, go for it. So, you can become a, this is your opportunity to support me some more. And be on the lookout for my out of space collection, Refrigerator Magnets. And I can also turn those images into art mugs, coffee mugs. How much I sell those for? Coffee mugs I sell those for. Art coffee mugs I sell those for $25. I have to add in the shipment, y'all. For y'all who are local, I don't have to do all that. Y'all just buy straight from me. <laughs> just come pick it up, you know. But um, let's see. The 8x10 3D shot that I have, I've sold it for a coffee mug for $25. But I have it in eight by ten, and the the framework is an actual three D framework, and it's it's my obsession three D purple tunnel shot. You have to see it for yourself, and of course, if you like to buy it, you can purchase it for eighty dollars. If you are local, if you're not local, well, that's one seventy five. And I have a double sunflower shot that's framed. And it's an 8 by 10 and I am selling that for 80 bucks. But if you are, you know, 
not local. It's not that you can't buy a baby. It's just, I got to pay for shipment. Like today, I just paid $20 for priority mail for, like I said, that friend of mine was able to have the honor to ship herself. It was fun for me because like, I get to create a gift, even though it's my product, it's a gift from my art. So kudos to, you know who you are, girl. I can't tell you. I ain't going to say her. Okay, I'm going to say her name because I want to advertise her and support her too. Her name is Tanisha Hampton. Oh, she's an artist too, by the way. Not just a good girlfriend. I'm grateful to have good friends. That's a blessing from God, I believe. And she is an artist to be reckoned with. Um, and I'm very grateful that she keeps supporting me and I get to support her back. So I actually own a art mug. Um, it's called Her art piece is called Bundle of Roses. She has them in different formats, meaning she has it in a pillow format. Um, eight by ten. I think she might have it in a canvas. She might. I have to ask her. Um, so I paid what twenty. But of course I tipped her because you know her work speaks for itself. If you got the money to tip, do it. You know that's how I feel at least. If you get that type of opportunity, you know because all of us ain't got the money for it. But if you can, go for it. Mm. So, um, so how are you going to get on top of your diet? How you get on top of your game? Your game. I ain't saying like you out there playing a, a sport, but this sport is called taking care of yourself. So what type of coffee mugs do I have? I have my electric blue. I have my sunset picture and I have my black and white picture. It's a mosaic type of art. I sell those for $25 each. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else I need to cover? Oh, my art plates. How can I forget those? People are really loving them. Um, I have my wow picture. With my wow picture, I have my wow picture on a, I think that's like a 13 ounce, yes, it's a 13 ounce coffee mug. And I'm selling that for 25. And the plate, I'm selling that for um, 20, no, sorry. Um, $31. I got to add shipment. Sorry. So you, the wild picture is actually the Ben Franklin Bridge. And it's, it's a great curve that I caught from the skyline shot that I caught all in one. I dangle. I stretch out a little bit to catch the shot. So um, I'm selling the plate for 20, $31. But with your local, it's $25. So also um, my my 13 ounce cup that's going with it, I'm selling that for 25. That's my wild shot picture, and my postcards. I have two of them. I'd like to do some more. See, so you customers call the shots. Meaning, if y'all see an image that y'all prefer to see on a coffee mug, or y'all prefer to see an eight by ten, or y'all prefer to see on a postcard, you tell me, and I quote you a price. Eight dollars is the cost. It's the price for these these two images. I have the eclipse shot and the sunset picture shot. I just told you a variety of work that I've done. Oh, so another reason why I like doing podcasting. I'm getting y'all. Y'all are the reason why. Let's keep it honest here. Not just because I'm creative. I like to believe I'm creative. And well, I am creative. It's okay to like. It, 
acknowledge your strengths, your creativity. So I do podcasting because I'm really into the whole audio. I feel like that's like an old school thing that I feel like people are lacking in education and understanding is the audio, like the radio. And I feel like not only am I, I became comfortable with this. Also, well, I don't know if you can tell or if you think this of me, but I like to think people keep telling me I have proper etiquette when I talk. Well, I look nothing like my mom, but you know what? That's the one thing I know I got from her because she's sophisticated, educated. If I want to say that's like a bonus of being raised by my mother, that would be it. Our voices sound like almost like twins, almost. Um, the point I'm making is, yeah, I get that, that proper etiquette from my mother. I've done office work before, so um, a lot of... Like, I used to be an administrative assistant for the college I attended here in Mount Lowell, New Jersey. And um, I worked at the financial aid office. And I actually would assist with the audits on Excel sheets and also assist with the students registering. How? I would get their records, get everything copied, and send it to Fannie Mae, you know, student loan. So I was a part of administrating that. And... um. Of course, I would take messages, and I would help with the orientation. I actually remember being at the orientation, not just for me as a student, but I actually remember getting the records, making the copies, and sending information from student loan, from Fannie Mae, faxing it over, and, um, and creating files and files that were too old. I shredded them. That's what I was told to do, so I don't question. I just did it. So, and I will, how would I prepare the... the um, Excel sheets. It's been a long time, but I do remember how to operate Excel sheets. I do remember copying the information that they had me input into the Excel sheets, getting it ready for the audit. And I remember it was like a yearly audit, so I actually remember doing it. It was such a big project. So, yeah. I went all the way there to tell you, you need to take care of yourself. You need to get on top of, you know, I don't want you to get on top of your game because you try to please somebody. Because some people, ain't, you ain't going to please, including yourself. Do it for yourself, though. I hope and pray that it's for you. If you're trying to get toned up and do better and because you want a better life. That's it. Not just for, okay, let's keep it real. Some of us want that six-pack abs. And I think it's nothing wrong with that because, I mean, don't y'all like looking at it? Because I know I do. I'm seeing these fellas. Ooh, wee. I had, sometimes I have to turn my head because I get kind of embarrassed. <laughs> well, I do, but I don't, you know? Like, I know what I like. That's not an issue. But, like, I turn my head because I don't need to be lusting, you know? Like, I got enough issues. I don't need to be lusting over you, even though it's like I love it and hate at the same time. Like, I hate you look like that, you know? <laughs> got the head swinging, you know? But... I'm only human, so of course I'm a look. I mean, won't you look? But anyways, I don't know what you like, but I'm just telling you, like, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing when you can take care of yourself and you get certain results. So I hope you out there are getting the results that you want. And if you're not getting the results that you want, 
why don't you make it a goal? And if one thing doesn't work, then find something else. Like, remember how I talked about eating healthy and how I feel like it's a giant science experiment? At least that's how I feel. Everything don't work the same for everybody. Like, okay, not to throw my butt in the bus, but I'm going to throw, the product is too strong for me. Um, One Shot Keto. I used to have a product and I threw it away and got the refund for it called customer service. Why did I get a refund? Because it made me sick. It didn't even warn me. Like, okay, I should have knew the product was really strong when they are suggesting that you talk to a, a physician first. They don't tell you that when they're advertising. Well, they might. I just probably didn't hear it. I was just excited like everybody else. Everybody is saying they swear by it, yada, yada, yada. I took it, and I was consistently going to the bathroom. I'm like, if these people are swearing by a product, making them, like, you know, um, go to the bathroom as much as I was going, you, you and I hate to say this, but, like, I'm going to say it, I probably felt like you were better off putting your fingers down your throat than going through the bathroom and then feeling weak and drained at the same time. Uh-uh. Nope. And so, I just threw the product out. And I spent 60 bucks but I got that money back. You better believe it. So, it was just a waste for me. So, one shot keto, they need to tell the details. I wasn't paying attention to the small writing. They say it's 100% safe. At least the advertisements. I can't say it says it on the bottle. When they are authorizing you to talk to your doctor first, it's kind of like an indication that, like, you need to talk to someone who's a professional. And um, I was going to the, not the grocery shop, I was going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom. And yeah, it was not a pretty sight. I felt disgusted. And like my whole body felt weak from my legs to other parts of my body. And like I analyzed it. So this is the thing. If you're trying to figure out what's good for you, Pay attention to you. If your body is getting sick off of something and you're consistently having a b- bubble guts, something wrong with what you're eating or taking as a nutritional value. That's not supposed to be the way you lose weight. That's the way I used to lose weight in my 20s, being honest with you. That's how I managed my weight in my 20s was by fasting or making myself you know, go to the bathroom a lot. And if I have to revisit that, to me, that was very unhealthy. Fasting, first of all, is starving yourself and your body gains back twice as much weight. I'm a living example of that. I used to be a size 8, 10 in my 20s. I'm a 20. I'm a 20. Okay. So my body gained twice the weight back. You see how that works? You're cheating yourself when you do stuff like that. But I tell you these stories about my life, about my experience, because I don't want you to have to suffer like I did. I don't want you to have to make unhealthy, poor decisions. And do not get discouraged. Listen, your body going to lose the weight when it loses it. Don't give up. This is not the time throwing the towel. No, no, no. This is the time to keep pushing. I actually was doing some research and you know most people quit their diet after two weeks because they don't have like lost 30 pounds in two weeks which is I think is absurd 
You know, you think that you're supposed to just straight just drop weight. And some of y'all might be able to do that. And some of us have to keep fighting with it. October. November, December. November, December. It's been two months for me. And I've lost some weight to a point to where my clothes are starting to fall off of me. And I have to wash my sides and don't want you know, everybody to see my derriere. <laughs> so I've, I've looked at my body and I've seen the tone that I haven't seen in many years all over from my legs all the way up and i think tone is a good thing it gotta be right it looks good i tell you that the point i'm making to you is real simple support my work <laughs> and not just about being healthy now of course i want y'all support wherever you see fit i am not a guru i'm a person who's still recovering from her mayhem that she was experiencing in vegas See, Vegas is not for everybody. It depends on what you're into. I want to be loved. The Vegas is, for me, is not a, what I call real love. I ain't say lust. I say love. Okay? So, um, a lot of people come from out of state and hop right to Vegas. Why? Because they want to do dirty stuff in Vegas and get away with it. I hate to say those things because they kind of told me, like, that's one of the reasons why, like, because he was one of those people. And, well, he's doing, he's not doing that good. He's still homeless. The old Tamika would have felt like, oh, I need to help him. <laughs> nope. People make their choices. I wanted to come back to Jersey because I knew, I knew for sure. Once I got here, once I got here, the homelessness went in. I knew that the state would help me out. I knew that the, that the state not only helped you out in the sense of getting you off the streets, but also giving you cash assistance, also paying for your um, dress for success. We have dress for, most states have it, but like Vegas is different. They don't have things like that. They have it, but they don't have it, meaning you got to fit a certain criteria. How are you going to find a job? That's full-time, first of all, in Vegas. Most of the jobs are not full-time. They're tip jobs. So if you got a tip job from like, okay, I'm going to tell you one particular company I work with. Um, Eastridge. It's another one I work with. Integrity Staffing. Another one I work with. Labor Ready. I'm telling you these names for a reason. Um, because when I got hired at certain places through these tip agencies, they said, oh, this is not permanent, so we cannot provide you a voucher. They would give you a voucher to get you a uniform for your, you know, for your job. So at Job Connect, that's the name of the company. Um, I believe it's a government company that you cannot get a voucher for your uh, for your uniform or yeah, your uniform your shoes or whatever else you may need for your job because your job is not counted as full-time. It's like a joke because I don't know how the employment situation is now because of COVID and the pandemic, but at the same time, um, the way they work it, the state knows how to make money. That's the one thing I can give every state. They know how to make money. I come here, and the moment I got a job interview, they literally told me, invited me to come to Dress for Success. And um, in Vegas, what I remember, they had Dress for Success also, like, in the shelters. Some of the, some of the outfits were nice, 
But as a big woman, it used to be discouraging because they wouldn't have my size. They have a size 8, 10, but anything, I say 12, I say even 14. But if you're like a 16, anything bigger than that, they either run out quick or you just didn't have it. And I have little feet. So the only thing is little on me is my feet. I wear a size 7 and I'm 5'9". So the only thing they had that fitted me was the shoes. Meanwhile, I needed some clothes. So the government agencies in Nevada, for whatever reason, they lacked. I don't know why, because they have multi-billion, possibly trillion dollar um, companies like MGM and New York, New York, and whatnot. I think they're combined. New York, New York, MGM, um, the Harris don't know what just opened now. The Wynn Hotel Casino, the Golden Nugget, the Fremont downtown Las Vegas, um, the Pal- the Palacio, the Bellagio. Um, yeah, those companies made utterly a lot of money. So, um, long story short, really, is I knew if I came here to Jersey that my life would be so much better. My ex-husband said, yeah, I want to leave Vegas. He's still there now. But he just said it just, I guess, to please my ear. You know, he's a liar. That's, if you lie, you still, you still, you lie. It's the same exact thing. So I bought a, a lie from him. I believe that he was going to come. But, you know, let's forget about him. Let's not make this podcast about me making poor choices with somebody who enjoys being poor. That it just accept this lifestyle. This is a fun thrill for them. I want to get out of it. So when I, the whole point of me telling you all this, honestly, some of y'all are broken hearted because whatever reason your marriage didn't work. Look, I feel you. I don't even know how broken you are, but I understand your point of feeling hurt that it didn't work. Okay. And you probably still love the person. Look. It's okay to still love the person. Even though I have to say, I know I don't love my ex-husband today. Because if I still loved him, if I still loved him, I would have communicated back to him on Messenger and want to talk to him. And, nope. Mm-mm. I don't even want to say a hi or a fuck you. So that's the way it got to be. Because I cannot risk my life being in love with you. Risk my stability being in love with you. That's fucking insanity. And for insane people, need to be get psychiatric care i'm not a doctor you know need to be institutionalized some people so-called psychotic people they need to be institutionalized they are an engagement to themselves and society but they don't think they are but <laughs> they don't think they're an engagement to themselves because they're selfish look and they're using people and y'all y'all know who they are narcissistic and they're male female black white it does not matter narcissistic person believe their own shit that's what make them insane but anyways <laughs> me telling you all that getting that all out in the open hoping that you can learn from my broken heartness because when I got with him first we were friends then we became morning friends really quick you know so it was attraction there a mutual attraction there I wanted to be a wife I wanted to build a life a loving life and when I sing that this is not it so the point of me telling you all that was real simple 
if you are at a part a part of your life that you're broken or you're divorced or you're separated, it's an opportunity for you to grow for a point of pain. I didn't realize that when I was going to hell off on guys and shit because I was too busy being hurt and angry and super mad at the damn world. I didn't see that. I wasn't able to see that. Anger had me lost in Las Vegas. And anger and anguish, it made me mad. Madness. You know, flipping the hell out for the smallest little shit versus all the mess that I endured with my ex-husband. So I'm real glad that I learned to use wisdom and the power of prayer and obedience and stop attacking these people. Now you can take up for yourself. You ain't got to attack people. Attack meaning literally hollering, cursing them out. Everybody's seeing it. Um, literally like jump at them. I'm just telling you some stuff I did. If you really want the details of this story, um, you look at my podcast show, She's Mad as, She's Mad as Hell. Crazy podcast show. So today we're talking about my art, different things I'm displaying. But I'm just telling you, you can learn from a point of, of pain. You can learn. It's possible. It's feasible if you let it be a positive perspective. So now that five years later, don't know what you're going to do with this podcast. I hope you share this podcast. I hope you become a subscriber, but I really, really hope you allow it to delight your day. I really hope that it pushes you to, of course, subscribe, subscribe. Oh, yeah, subscribe, share, 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 subscribe. But also, I want it to help you in your life, heal you, grow you, motivate you, and motivate other people. Yeah, I'm talking about you and those who else who you share this podcast show with. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for the compliments. By the way, you can leave a voicemail here on my podcast show. I'm glad to get back to you. So with that being said, thank you. Also, I tell you my brokenness. So maybe you can seek some a different route how to do things. Just because the marriage didn't work or a situation or a relationship or whatever the case may be, it did not work for you for whatever reason. But it's also an opportunity for you to grow and start over. How are you going to start over? That's up to you. For me, it was leaving my ex-husband. And I, lo- I love that man. I, lo- I used to love him. Today, I don't. I know I don't. I don't give. It's not that I don't care. But I care, but I don't care. You know, like, I care enough to stay away from him. <laughs> and, like, I-, I feel bad that he's still out there homeless and shit. And hustling on the street, on, on the strip of Las Vegas. I feel like that's kind of messed up, but it is your life. And I'm looking back on it, and I'm in my apartment, so I'm talking to you now. With a roof over my head. In my big, huge living room. Right now, as I'm talking to you. Excuse me. I had a really good lunch, so. Um, as I'm sitting on my carpet floor, looking at my art surrounding me. And I got my back against my couch on the floor. The point is really simple. He could have been here. If he was willing to at least honor me and treat me as a wife and not as a as a problem as treat me as his constant victim. I got tired of that. That that shit made me break out of love with him real quick. Like 
do I love him in the back of my head? Of course I do. But not to a point I would support him today. I can't be there for him anymore. This stupid conversation he tried to have with me was... Really, I call it stupid. I don't care about you like that anymore. I can't because caring like that will require me to break me. I was having a breakdown. I'm pretty sure I was. Will you stop taking care of yourself? Trying to make things good for him? Paying both of y'all rent? Mm-mm. Trust me, ladies. If you doing every damn thing and, of course, you know, you want to get some Nikki. I don't even mind giving it to him because he was good at what he did. But I'm just saying. Not all the time either. But anyway, all jokes aside, um, well, I was his wife. So that was like the legal sex, <laughs> right? So um, that was fun. But what was not fun is me constantly being put my, myself in danger to provide for us. And I'm a woman. And we could do amazing things. But got to tell you, and I know there's a lot of feminists out there who believe you can do whatever a guy do, yada, yada. Guess what? I don't want to do everything a guy do because I'm not created in that way. Meaning, guys can be standing up. You know, so there are just certain things that I feel like that should be built up for a man to do for a woman. It should be his pleasure. Okay? And see, I don't tell him. I didn't tell him. Like, every experience I've had like I almost married this guy in Philly and one of the things about him is that he had money he was abusive so I couldn't keep dealing with that shit I got tired of it really it became really like I was I fell in love with him you know so I got tired of being hit for love but the understanding we had in the relationship was that he was the man and I was the woman and he was to provide and he did an actual good job for that I'm not going to take care of no grown-ass man. I'm just not going to do it. I can see if we take care of one another. Okay, cool. But, like, if it's a, not a give and take on both ends, then I'm being used. I'm being abused. And I'm pretty sure that's not the will of God for Tamika's life. I don't have to think about that no more. It's the one who's sitting in her blessing as I'm talking to you. As I'm talking to you. I'm in a position where... I have low-income housing. You know how long I waited? I waited three years to get this type of help. I waited three years and out of my different sporadic times of being homeless, okay? And long story short, he wants to be homeless. You know, some people are completely content where they are at. And I don't, that's obviously not the right mindset, or at least a healthy mindset, to just sit there and not sit there, but like hustle and run from the cops, and that's your life. Oh, hell no. Nah. If you're homeless, first of all, in Vegas, they message you. He ain't even from Vegas. That man is from Virginia, the state of Virginia. But he came to Vegas, and he keep thinking that he's going to make it big, and then he... Because I left him in December. He just, I guess because he got lonely. He wanted to talk to me. I don't care. That's a personal problem. You get no benefits of being a husband today. Miss, why is everybody leaving me alone? Because you're attacking every damn body. You're violent. And you wonder why people just don't want to talk to you. Um, 
No one wants to deal with a monster all the time. Because that's how I felt when I was living with him. But let me get off of him. Some people, I know a lot of people that they either doing one or the other. The relationship didn't work. Look, it happens. Sometimes love isn't enough for some people. It is what it is. And um, you have to gather yourself and do what's best for you. And rebuild yourself up. So now I'm rebuilding myself up. And I'm doing this by eating healthy. Building, and as I'm rebuilding myself up, I'm encouraging and inspiring other people. So as I'm rebuilding other people, I'm rebuilding myself at the same time. So it's actually like a, a triple blessing. And then I try to pass the baton and have them do the same exact thing. This is why I advise you to share my podcast shows because there's other people who need to get on top of their game. There's other people who need to take better care of them. And you're not doing it to please no damn body but yourself, your important self. And that's it. If you're doing it for anybody else, get prepared to get disappointed. Get prepared to get let down. I'm just saying. If that what was what you're doing, Kovani. Now, I'm becoming an expert in my art to a point to where I've taught my art twice um, at the Camden County Library. And I've actually taught online, too. And I'd like to do a seminar online. That'd be nice one day. But the point I'm making to you is very simple. Take care of you. Do not. So when it comes down to be starting it, when I said two things, I'm sorry to say there's two things. Either they're they're at a point of breaking and the relationship is about to dissolve or great things are happening to some of you. People who are in the midst. I got a girlfriend who just got engaged and I see those dang pictures. Oh, I was holding back my tears. She stays in Cali. I ain't gonna say her name, but I'm just saying like, I'm too damn excited for her. I'm like, girl, y'all gonna have me cry. <laughs> oh God, I'm so happy for it, you know? But, um, there's some of y'all that not only have y'all doing, y'all life is doing better, but y'all are finding more reasons to love. That y'all having a, a fairy tale happy ending. And they actually exist. And I hope that you get that. No matter how painful your last marriage, relationship, courtship uh, was previously. I hope that you get that fairy tale happy ever after I hope that you get that the power of real love and you get to see what real love does for you and your family or just you two being united period I hope that you get that because real love real men real women love a real relationship that's why sometimes you just have to wait and sacrifice until that right person and you be that right person, able to support someone in a different way because you're healthy now. When you're unhealthy like I used to be, I would take and accept just any madness from my ex-husband. Today, this woman, I can't be her because it hurts too damn much to be her. So this is a get on top of your game, be healthy, art-supporting podcast show over and out. Check one, check two. How are you? This is a Christmas Eve podcast show. Welcome to a Tamika Michelle Christmas Eve podcast show. I'd like to welcome every last one of you. 
I really hope all things are going well today. As you know it, like I said before, it's a Christmas Eve podcast show. With that in mind, unfortunately, sometimes there's things that happen that's not exactly Christmas feeling. <laughs> not exactly gift-giving, happy, joy, peaceful. On this Christmas Eve podcast show, I want to be grateful for those who are willing to listen to this podcast show and be grateful to everyone. I don't know what your faith is. I care. I'm a Christian, proudly. But some people have this thought that because around this time of the year, everything's supposed to be hunky-dory, a-okay. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So my faith is my Savior, my Lord and Savior, had came into the world. And according to my understanding of the scriptures, that it wasn't exactly a hunky-dory time. Matter of fact, my understanding also is it we really needed a Savior. Well, for me, that's important to me. What is Christmas to you? Christmas means different things to different people. And I'm not sure what it means to you. And if you're having a tough time in Christmas, Christmas Eve, on this Christmas Eve, you are not alone. Do not think that you are alone. It may feel that way. And maybe some tragedy struck around this time of year. And every time this time of year happens for you, you don't think about the happy, joy, hunky-dory, people dressing up awkward and funny, um, eating Christmas cookies, Santa. Well, some of y'all, I like to think, are over the age of 18. So I like to think it like Santa may not be like you're on your radar. Unless you're a parent, then I like to think that type of fantasy is something for children. So if it makes your kids happy, look, I ain't telling you not to be happy at all. If you believe in Santa, <laughs> well, I'm liking to think I said, like I think you're grown. So I think you're telling your kids this. So I want to talk about what Christmas meant to me when I became a Christian. 1996 was the year I became a Christian. I was not an 18 year old just yet. And, well, to be frank and honest with you, I was poor. Yeah, I was poor in a sense of my mother didn't always come through for us, for kids. Now, I'm not a kid today, but I'm trying to tell you what I celebrated. I got one thing that Christmas, and I didn't really care. I didn't care about the gifts, which is really weird because when you're a kid... Well, I was 16 also, I became this Christian, and I was just happy to be alive and waking up and being happy and hugging one another, but for me, it meant something different. It meant that I had my Savior in my life, and we're celebrating His birth, His miracle to come into the world, this crazy, chaotic world. So, for me, who was suicidal, 
I'm being honest, y'all, where I was suicidal, self-hatred. If you knew the abuse that I was up under, you will understand where the suicidal came from. You will understand that was not a sound mind way of dealing with stress and pain, but I used to want to die for years and take my life with some people. Around this time of the year, they're they're more triggered to kill themselves this time of the year. So please, y'all, keep them in prayer. I don't know if anybody talk about it. It's like they sweep it up on a rug like people don't have issues. Oh, maybe they're missing a loved one that passed away. You don't, I try not to judge people. Why people are depressed. You know, some people like, look at you like you're a clown because you have these issues. And you're triggered around this time of the year. You don't know this person's life or mindset or heart set. Why suicide is so high this time of the year. But Christmas, Thanksgiving, and I think possibly New Year's. I wanted to talk about the real because I feel like some people are, well, they're kind of put, it's like they don't have a voice. And everybody want to glamorize everything, especially like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. And like it's a big giant retail. I ain't gonna lie, I've had a lot of people buy my work because it's Christmas. And okay. I'm talented. I stand out. It is what it is. So I'm getting things ready for my Monday event. And I think I'm going to do a surprise Christmas. Um, yes, a surprise Christmas um, art display. And so I'm decorating my living room and I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm creative. I'll definitely figure I got it halfway figured out in my head. I just have to do it. Um to where I can present my work and introduce a few new pieces, not a whole bunch. And um, I think I'm going to put it on a photo, a photo slideshow. For those who've had the, the pleasure of watching my photo slideshows, um, it will be on display. But I also want y'all to, you know, I'm normally like can talk to you really positive. But like some things like Christmas, I know some people don't celebrate it because of, you know, faith-based beliefs. And that's why. And some people, you know, celebrate it for like commercial purposes to get a gift <laughs> or gifts, you know. So, and then there's also the good flip side, this flip side of Christmas, there's still some people that have genuine hearts today who just give, who normally don't give throughout the whole year. Yeah, them people. They exist. Now, I'm not telling you that they don't exist. I want want to, like, talk about both spectrums. Like, those who are going through severe amount of depression and suicide ideation or actually considering taking a life today because of the holiday today tomorrow and on new year's day is a time that people you know are suicidal but also this time of the year people are very giving i want to share a small story with you i don't know what state i'm listening i'm just listening right now at this podcast show and i will be broadcasting this guaranteed today today so um happy christmas eve and get ready for christmas if you're not ready i hope you're getting ready so um i'm gonna share this story with you i live in new jersey collingswood new jersey um 
there's a Wawa's not too far from where I stay. And not too far from before COVID, I was working as a lunch lady for two years. And I miss the kids. But the point is, I was on my way to work. And I had got my coffee. And I was looking through my stuff for the money at the Wawa's. Wawa's, for those who don't know Jersey, uh, Wawa's is like a 7-Eleven. But it's called Wawa's. And they have different stuff versus the 7-Eleven. And it's, to me... I'm not sure if it's a more Americanized. I think it is. I think Wawa's is more Americanized versus 7-Eleven. Even though it depends on which 7-Eleven you go to, to be honest. Because some 7-Elevens are very Americanized. But in my opinion, if you were to like look at what's Americanized. See, this is how I see it. I've seen different 7-Elevens and their employees as... And some are of all cultures, but to be truthful with you, they look like they're Middle Eastern people um, who's usually serving. Not that I'm against them. I'm from the D. I'm from Detroit originally, so like we have the largest colony of Middle East people out of the whole United States. That's a place where I used to call home. I haven't lived there in 20 years. But I'm just saying. So I have no. I have no. They were my neighbors. They were people I went to school with. So I have. Today, I don't have an issue with Arabic people. Matter of fact, I think they're pretty cool. Their culture, um, their music, their food, we can keep going. But, needless to say, I have no problem with Arabic people. I just like good and it's only people who do you good or people who do you bad. People who respect you and people who don't respect you. Repeat, repeat. So, them people I'm concerned about. I think we make too many emphasis on the visual aspect of a person. It doesn't tell the character of who they are. Their actions tell you what's in their heart and what comes out their mouth. So, it's just observation and learning about life. But when I say Americanized, I want to be specific about it. Americanized to me is when you see all cultures working in a specific franchise. The front desk, cashier, the one who's preparing your Wawa's burrito bowls and your Wawa's hoagies and your Wawa's everything. Okay, these people are not just Middle Eastern people. These are people who are of every origin. I've seen Caucasian, variety of Caucasian, black people, black African American, and Spanish people. So... Like I said, I see all in one. So to me, that's Americanized. That's more Americanized. So um, I want to be specific when I say Americanized because some people's perception of Americanized is white. And that's nuts to me because this is not Europe. We were freed from Europe a very long time ago. So I'm just saying. This is not Europe, so I can understand if it was Europe, but it's not Europe. And Europe have their African people. Don't think they don't, because they do. I met too many African people that were from London, England, and other places in Europe. And, yeah, so I think it's just smart to have an open mind about loving people. So, my story about Wawa's, let me bring you back to Wawa's, rewind. I was in line, paying, trying to pay for my coffee, looking for my change my breakfast and my coffee and the woman in back of me she looked at me she said Merry Christmas and she swiped her card yes she swiped her credit card in back of me 
and bought me my breakfast and said, Merry Christmas. So, oh, thank you so much. And she wasn't African-American. Help comes when it comes and gifts come when it comes. Meaning God can use anybody to bless you. And because it was right before Christmas, someone blessed me. And I walked away. I went to work because my job is like maybe seven minutes from the Wawa's. And um, the point I make you is very, very clear that it's okay to be giving. It's okay to be kind, genuinely. When I say genuinely, like you're not expecting nothing from the person. It was fun for you. You enjoyed it. It was a gift to be a giver. It was fun for you. And this woman don't know me. But she just knew that it was Christmas time. And some people feel motivated to give. Some people feel motivated to be kind. Is that you? Is that you? Or maybe it's you or your friends or your buddy or your family members and associates. Well, if you're going to give, enjoy yourself. If that's you, enjoy yourself. So this podcast show today is dedicated to all the spectrums of Christmas, all Christmas Eve. So what do you think about when you think about Christmas? What makes you excited? I would say more like hype. What is it that makes you think about Christmas, Christmas Eve? Now, I'll tell you what it makes me think about. Junk food. (laughs) Chocolate. Cookies. Really good cookies. Um, Not necessarily healthy, but they they taste really yummy. Um, Pie. Cake. Trying to think what else it is. Oh, I'm going to give you a classy story. Um, the Christmas story. Yeah. That to me is so timeless, good entertainment. You should try out, you know, that movie. Uh, oh, another one, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Very good Christmas movie. Comedy. Some people say Die Hard was a Christmas movie. <laughs> And I see people post back for the last time. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Because it obviously happened in the winter. It was more of a Christmas theme. So that's why you got people. So I think they're both right. <laughs> but anyway. So you got one side saying Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And another side saying yes it is. And I think it's both. Just like. Okay. Maybe throw another movie at you. And you may not think about this being Christmas, but I do. I'm thinking about this Christmas scene in this movie because it's a long movie. It's called um, Goodfellas. Y'all heard of it? Goodfellas? Come on. Y'all seen Goodfellas, right? So do you remember the part, for those who love their Goodfellas like I do, do you remember the part when they had got all this money for this robbery? And it was like, um, millions of dollars, I think. Look, I don't even know. It probably was more than that. But 
Um, and this is back in the 70s, it had to be, I think. And they come to the Christmas party, and then you have, you know, Robert De Niro. Um, and you have Robert De Niro, like, welcoming Henry. I forget his real name. Um, he was like, hey, you. And, and he gave him, I give him a hug. And everybody who showed up at the Christmas party, and they just did this giant robbery, but they buying all this shit. And, like, I remember... It was a couple that got married and got a um, a beautiful car, and and he's like, "What are you doing?" He said, "I just told you, don't don't you know give flashy stuff because the federal the feds are looking at us." So he was like, "The car is in my mother's name. It was a um, a wedding gift." And then his wife was like, I love that car. And I'm like, oh, God. I laugh on the inside because he's still, it's like he's making Robert De Niro's character more upset and angry. So, um, and then he even actually, I remember him snatching a fur coat off one of the ladies, like one of the couples uh, from, you know, this is the mafia. He took the fur coat and said, I told you. Uh, take it back. <laughs> yeah, right there at the seat of the party, you know. Hey, do you think that's a Christmas movie? And I remember the scene, I think it's a Christmas thing, I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Uh, I remember also Henry actually bought, he said, I bought the most expensive tree, but he didn't come to the party with shit, as far as we know. Okay, uh, they had to be sent back. But the point I'm making is very simple. Do you think Goodfellas is a Christmas movie? I think it's a Christmas scene, but I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I'm just saying my perception and understanding about movies. Any of my movie buffs out there? So, I want to talk about what does Christmas mean to me? Now, I spoke about my faith as a Christian and how. Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and a miracle I believe in, and living my life according to what I believe, which is He was the miracle that we needed. And I needed Him. I still need Him, y'all. I need Him to help me. A lot of things, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And, well, He gives me understanding. He lets me see things clearer. My faith has helped me in that too, you know. Faith without works is dead. So what does Christmas mean to you? Maybe to some of y'all, Christmas is about getting gifts. Well, I'm a suck at Christmas. Not that I don't give gifts. Actually, it's the complete opposite. I'm a gift giver, but I'm used to not getting nothing at all. <laughs> I'm used to it. Or one thing. That's it. You know, and... Maybe family is what Christmas is supposed to be about, too. The love for family. I really think there's nothing wrong with it. Just because my my birth relatives, some of them, not all of them, some of them are very messed up to a point to where we can't get together. And, like, I hate it. I hate that. And maybe you have that dysfunctional thing going on in your family. Or maybe you were born in a family where people just don't appreciate you. Or you're an oddball like myself who, well, because you don't follow suit like the rest of the family. Because you dance at the beat of your own drum like the rest of the family. Like 
they don't do that. You you stick out because you're a leader. You can't help it. You stick out because you're very talented. You shine most than others. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Sometimes it's a cursing and a blessing at the same time to be as multi-talented and creative, inventive, genius, intelligent on a level that none of them can't even touch if they wanted to. So with that being said, I understand. I definitely understand that. And maybe y'all have family coming in. I don't know how that's going to work with COVID and the pandemic, but I know people going to do what they want to do regardless of, even if it's wrong. I hope no one gets sick if y'all are having gatherings. Please be careful. Be aware of this pandemic. Please take it seriously because there's too many folks right now that's in the hospital right now as I'm talking to you, the sound of my voice. There's too many people that is evident this, this shit is real. So, and we're losing lives back and forth. And if you're going through some trauma right now because of some things that happened on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, you're not alone. And I I have to acknowledge that part of Christmas because I think some people are forgotten and they shouldn't be forgotten. They are important and they matter. So this Christmas, this Christmas Eve, what would you like to do for Christmas? What does it mean to you? Even if it's just crying, Oh, letting some things out. Look, it's okay. However you want to do it is your business. You know, and it's no shame with being honest about how you feel. Even if people don't agree with it. You know? So, I really hope that this Christmas Eve and Christmas and this new year that's coming, that it be better than it has ever been for us. All of us. All of us across the globe. I hope this. Long story short. I want you to know you're genuinely loved right here. And I thank you for all of your support. I look forward to giving you new update work. And advertising this, that, and other. But I'm advertising love right now. And genuality. I'm advertising respect for you. And what you're going through. Either being good and possibly even bad. Maybe you got some loved ones that's in the hospital right now. You know. and Because they're suffering from whatever health issue. COVID is not the only health issues they have out there. But if it's COVID or any health issues that require your loved ones to be in a hospital. Hey. Hey. You matter. They matter. Regardless of how they're suffering, they matter. And I believe they're going to pull through. And you know what? Even if they don't, at least you made your, you made the effort of being honest about how you were feeling. You honored your own voice. Even if it's in tears, look, at least you gave yourself that relief. Tears are not always a bad situation. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's great. So, are you going to be smiling this Christmas? I don't know. This Christmas Eve? I don't know. But I hope this podcast helped you smile. Thank you for your time and your energy. And thank you for listening and contributing to a Tamika Michelle podcast show. Yes, you contribute. Y'all been putting money on my podcast show. You're welcome to become one of my subscribers today on my Christmas Eve podcast show episodes. Any dollar amount will do. So I thank you ahead because y'all been giving generously to this podcast show. So this podcast show has became an actual income. 
Yes. So I'm telling you, thank all of you. Y'all make me smile. I love your heart out there. Keep being who you are. Even if you're not okay, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. This has been a Tamika Michelle Newell podcast show. And this is me saying to you, I hear you. I feel you. You are important. And enjoy your Christmas Eve and tomorrow's Christmas. Over and out.